International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. We're talking international rugby now on the show, and the Wallabies finally have a new coach almost three months after Slick Eddie sensationally quit Australian rugby to go and coach in Japan. Joining us on the show this morning, the man that uh, first reported the story, rugby editor of The Roar out of Australia, Christy Duran. Morning, Christy, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brian. Good to talk to you again. So, you know, was this expected, do you think? Oh, absolutely. And, and I say that because... I first caught wind that, that Joe Schmidt was interested in the role back in, oh, it must have been early December, late November. And, and since then, uh, if, you, if you kind of were reading the tea leaves, uh, firstly, Peter Horn, who had worked with uh, Joe Schmidt at World Rugby uh, in recent years, had come on board as the new high-performance director. And alongside him, and in fact, the same day he was officially announced, David Nusifora was... Uh, you know, uh, come in as a advisor, uh, despite the fact that he's still with the Irish uh, until the Olympics. So when those two appointments came on and knowing that Joe Schmidt was interested in it, I just thought it was a foregone conclusion. And, and as it's turned out, it happens relatively quickly. Like they, the Rugby Australia had been saying well, perhaps at the end of February but at the same time, you know, they were rushing through a few board meetings once it became very apparent that he was the clear-cut favourite. How's it gone down in rugby circles in Australia? I think well, and, and it kind of had to be, because if you looked at the candidates, both internationally and within Australia, Stephen Larkham's not really proved himself yet as a, as a head coach, and, and hopefully he does over the next year or two, manages to steer the Brumbies to a final uh, and, and perhaps even take out a, a super title. Dan McKellar's just left and he's with Leicester, but once again, similarly, hasn't won a, a major title yet. And they're the two things, or the one thing, but with the two candidates that left many people going, maybe they're not just ready yet. And and Michael Checker, who's recently was announced that he was leaving uh, Argentina, uh, just too similar to Eddie Jones at this point in time, completely different coaching styles, but very similar from same Randwick rugby club, uh, obviously been with the Wallabies, but he only left four years ago and, and ended in pretty bad terms with falling out with Rayland Castle. And, and so it never seems like it would be anyone else but Joe Schmidt. And, and what he is, is he's calm, he's collected, he's got a good proven track record. I think his win percentage with Ireland, 72%. But even more recently, we know what he, his effect was with the All Blacks. And you know, the moment that he and Jason Ryan came on board, the All Blacks looked a much more dangerous, lethal side. And and what he is going to do is is a proven uh, player development, has the ability to uh, play a structured game, but he's so detailed. But he's not a psycho, perhaps, like Eddie Jones is. And, and I say that in the sense that I actually really like Eddie. He just, he just lost the plot with his selection, both from a coaching point of view, playing point of view perhaps, but certainly his style, which rushed through in last year. He had really no option but to leave, and, and as it turned out, he did. So he's kind of been welcomed as a bit of a breath of fresh air. That said, he's you know he's a New Zealander, and he's the third New Zealand coach out of the last six Wallabies. And for a lot of people, that's going, well, what's going on with the coach development of the show? Because once upon a time, showing coaches are sought after, and now they're few and far between. 
So the big question now is, who is Joe Schmidt going to assemble and put around him in his coaching team, isn't it? That's a good question, and one that I asked Joe on, on Friday at Allianz Stadium, which is the, the same venue, in fact, it's been reconstructed, but the same venue that he's come back uh, with the Irish side that they managed to steal a series victory 2-1 in 2018. Uh, he said that, look, there's going to be an Aussie flavour to it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two New Zealanders. We know that Greg Zeke, for instance, has pretty much followed him everywhere during his his uh, domestic and international career. Um, I, I don't think Daniel Halangar, who's been spoken to, but he's a guy that worked a little bit with the Blues and, and, and Joe Schmidt, but he's also a former worker that knows uh, Phil Wall very well. Uh, I, I would imagine a Laurie Fisher would come on board. He's extremely well respected as a defence coach, great at the breakdown. Uh, and who does the attack? I've, I've kind of heard that Joe Schmidt might be interested in doing it, but if he doesn't, there's a couple of good attack coaches like uh, Tim Sampson at the Rebels, for instance, and he perhaps doesn't need to make that call immediately, but I think you'll see over the next month one or two announcements. Is this the shot in the arm that Australian rugby needs? Uh, look, people would be saying that for years and years, haven't we? Well, you know, the whole of Australia, I would say 70, 60 to 70% of Australians supported Eddie Jones' vision and what he was saying. We all thought Michael Checker off the back of taking the Waratahs to the Super Rugby title. Uh, they made the World Cup final in 2015. Uh, but then we all know that he struggled after that. Ewan McKenzie similarly had a great success with the Reds and the Tars, yet only had a 50% winning record with the Wallabies. But what we know with Joe is he's a proven performer. He's understated. I think he'll be very good for the Wallabies, but given his low-key persona, he said he even described himself by saying, look, I've been characterised as boring in the past <laughs> and pragmatic. Yeah. They need to win because if they don't, then you're not going to have people promoting the game. You know, We're not going to see that with the Rugby Australia new administration. The Super Rugby franchises... Three out of the five are generally pretty quiet. They aren't going to be looking for headlines like a Checker or Jones might have in the past. So they're going to need some wins. It's probably fortunate that they're playing Wales in July. I think your test against George is looming as well. So it's not a bad start. And then Argentina with a new coach to start the rugby championship, the All Blacks last. It's not a bad start to be able to go, yeah, we can get some early wins on the board. Not necessarily from a... Uh, a results perspective, but certainly they should be able to see an uplift because it can't get worse than what it was last year with Eddie. The thought of Razor Robinson versus Joe Smith, I'm loving it, mate. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, and that's what we kind of need, don't we, from Bledisloe like Cup. Yeah. You know, we know that Eden Park hasn't always been full over the last four years as a result and, and uh, of the, the one-sided nature of the Bledisloe Cup, but Joe Schmidt's a very savvy, tactical operator, and, and I think that the Wallabies actually have enough talent. It's about keeping that talent on the pitch, and I, I speak of guys like Taniola Tupo and Alan Alatoa. The Wallabies need to make sure that they get the best uh, coaching staff and strength and conditioning staff to ensure that they give themselves a shot, and, and I think they will, Joe, there. Chris, it's been a great, a great chatting with you this morning. I'm looking forward to the season. Thanks so much. Go well, mate. Cheers, Ryan. Aaron joining us from the Raw out of Australia, Aussie rugby journalist. Real ripper, isn't it?